This is the Command Your Brand podcast, where we talk to world changers, visionaries, and founders, people that are doing big things and changing this planet in a positive way. We're learning their stories, techniques, and exactly what you need to know so that you can do things in a big way. The time is now. Get ready to take command of your brand. What is up, everybody? Jeremy here. And guys, I'm very excited for today's guest because I feel like the topic we're going to talk about today is more timely than ever because not only has the world changed in the last two years, but at the same time, the technology that we use, how we work, how we you know do things has just changed vastly. And it's been quite an interesting experience to observe. We have James Quinn with us today, and he's the author of Text Trends 24-7 and the executive managing director of JLL, a Fortune 500 company, which is considered considered the leading technology real estate advisor globally. So we're going to be talking about the impact of COVID-19 on the workspace, technology, and where things are going. Jim, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Of course, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. So I want to find out first and foremost is, you know, where you really have your finger on the pulse now is changing technology in the world of COVID and the Internet of Things. And I guess I'm curious to find out, you know, what got you interested in that whole world of tech? Because it is a very unique perspective and area. Absolutely. So, you know, I really started out my career representing large corporations and growth companies on their traditional corporate office portfolios globally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I realized that there were also technology portfolio for a corporation as well. So we started advising them on that. And then I've seen the transformation of how technology has changed corporations globally over the last 15 years. Mm. You know, it's interesting too, Jim, because you talk about that change over the last 15 years and some of it was slow, some of it was rapid. But if you look at the last 18 months, I think even e-commerce, it went through like 10 years of growth in like the first six months, which is a little wild. So I guess for you, why did you feel like you needed to write about and talk about, you know, the COVID tech world? You know, COVID-19 was kind of a very reflective time for me. And I saw how, you know, it was just changing real estate. But then I saw how COVID-19 was a huge accelerator of major change in all facets of our life in terms of how we work, in terms of how we live, sustainability, smart cities. So I've always uh, followed Winston Churchill kind of historically on his. And he also, you know, he had this quote, it's too long of a quote, but he said, you know, their life's when they tap you on the shoulder. So I got to tap on the shoulders like now's the perfect time to write the book. Mm. And he probably said it like, I'll tap you on the shoulder. It'll be something like that. <laughs> but I guess looking at that, Jim, like what things have accelerated? Because, you know, the thing I've really observed and I've really wondered is just even looking at, you know, commercial properties or like commercial rental properties, that market you know, is that market going to come back? Is it going to change? Because you look at just the office, right? Our entire company is virtual. And I don't see a reason, honestly, for us to go back to an office because we've adapted a lot of our management technologies and things like that. So I guess looking at the technology shift, how big of a disruptor is that? We're kind of looking at traditionally the way we've done business. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely had a huge impact. I think, you know, they're really a couple of different schools, right? So you see in a lot of the financial firms that, you know, they really want everybody back to the office at a pretty consistent week where technology firms, you know, similar to yours are saying, you know what, I can work remotely. I think this is very flexible. It works mm-hmm. for us. So you kind of really have two areas where I think you're going to see really kind of a hybrid of the two, whereby, you know, people miss collaborating and in terms of interacting personally, but at the same time, everybody was very effective with technology and they like to have their independence. So it's going to be interesting to see where it ends up, but we're talking to corporations and advising them, you know, in terms of how does the future look? What's the impact? And how is it going to affect your commitments, not only through your office commitments, but your technology commitments, because that's equally as important. It's interesting too, because you know we even had people on our team that said, man, I just miss being in an office with people because there's a type of person that just loves that. And you know, missing that can be really difficult as well. But you talk about the technology portfolio of companies. I guess, how has that portfolio changed now? And, you know, I guess, where do you see it going from here? Because the thing I've looked at, I was talking to a major general about this today. We talk about leadership kind of during this COVID era. And one of the biggest things is the uncertainty of like, when does it end? When's it over? Kind of still going. So it's been harder for businesses to plan. So I guess, how do you see this changing the technology portfolio of a company? And I guess, you know, where do you see that going like future wise from here, like you were saying before? Absolutely. It's a great question. I think that, you know, back in the days, like, for example, financial institutions would go out and say, you know, let's go out and find land. We're going to build a 250,000 square foot data center. We're going to own it for the next 15 years. Mm -hmm. So we would go out and help them and advise them on that. But as time went, if you and I toured that facility today, a lot of times they're 50% occupied, 70% occupied. And now firms really want flexibility with their technology portfolio. And they want to be able to spin up resources. And that's why you hear always there's a journey to the cloud or hybrid cloud strategy where you have co-location space, which is dedicated servers for corporations to put it in a conditioned unit, or you go to the public cloud. So there are a lot of firms that really, you know, a good example that we talk in the book and we have a whole chapter on corporate technology. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, you look at a firm like IKEA, right? They have over 400 stores globally. They were shut down. So all of a sudden they had to really turn on a dime to become a, you know, digital solution company, which they did. And they had to really get a lot of resources from a technology portfolio. So more data center capacity to really kind of transform them from physical stores to really kind of an e-commerce play. You know, it's interesting looking at that because I've observed quite a few companies that kind of made that shift, you know, even larger companies and smaller, like solo practitioners and things like that. I've seen a lot of people that have shifted to more of that, you know, e-commerce and technology driven model. And they're kind of considering like, well, does it make sense for us to go back to the way we did things? I guess, do you see businesses considering that? And if that, I guess, came to you for questioning, would you tell them, you know, like it makes sense to go back to the other way? Would you push more towards technology or what do you think in that position? Yeah, I think it really focused on, you know, their employees and the talent that they have at their firm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that in terms of looking at firms and kind of how they navigate through this process, you know, coming out of a pandemic, really, it's all about how do you really create a great environment in the office, but also how do you support people who actually would like to work currently, you know, working remotely. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy task. Anybody says that it is. It's just, you know, it's a difficult situation that firms are getting their arms around. Around to figure mm-hmm. this out. 
So I think that there's not one solution that fits all firms. I think mm-hmm. it really comes from what's generating kind of the thoughts and, you know, in terms of employees, in terms of what they want to do. And then corporations are going to have to be responsive in terms of coming up with kind of, I think is going to be more of a hybrid approach whereby mm-hmm. when you go into the, you know, if you have an office, a physical place, it's going to be much more collaborative space. It's going to be more event-based where it gives you an opportunity to spend quality time with your employees, but then also having the technology so you can really enhance your remote work play and your hybrid workforce. You know, what's interesting, and just coming at it as a business owner, Jim, like one of the biggest things I've seen, and we've had to kind of continue to develop stuff around is like training staff is actually one of the most difficult things when you're actually not with them, right? Because you don't know, like, do they have 50 tabs open on their computer? Or are they doing mouse clicks instead of keyboard commands and stuff like that? So I think to me, that's where I see one of the biggest innovations has happened is going to have to happen. Have you seen that with a lot of the technology partners that you've, you know, communicate with that, you know, training has been a big thing? has to be developed because of the changing world? Absolutely. I think you bring up a great point because, you know, training virtually is challenging. You know, I think that when you would go to the office and there's mentorship associated with that and getting people ramped up in terms of, you know, coming into your organization and also training, it's definitely challenging. But the advent of technology, you know, it worked pretty good. It's only (laughs) going to continue to get better as well. But Mm -hmm. I think that people also, they want that interaction with their employees, you know, Mm -hmm. from a training standpoint. So I think that space is being transformed as we speak. You know, instead of having primarily office space, you might have like auditorium space where you bring your employees in for that training. And then you make a three-day kind of retreat from that. And firms are being creative because, you know, everything now is about the war of talent. And Mm -hmm. really, how do you recruit for that? And how do you understand in terms of coming out of the pandemic, where people are going to be feel comfortable. You know, I feel like you mentioned the war or talent. I actually feel like that's been one of the biggest positives that's come out of this whole thing, because with the changing workforce and everything else, like, you know, when people started getting laid off at the beginning of this thing, we started hiring because like, all right, there's a lot of great, talented people out there that don't have to live in my state that I can actually hire. So I think that's been a really important thing out there that if you're willing to pay people the right amount, give them the right benefits, give them the right challenges and the ability to advance, there's a lot of great people out there to hire right now. But I guess in terms of looking at other benefits, right? There are, you know, it's not a great situation. Things have changed a lot, but what other benefits have you seen that could be with us long-term here, Jim? I think that, you know, uh, clearly coming out of COVID-19 is all about health of the employee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's with filtration systems that are totally upgraded at the facility, really looking at ways to make sure from a health standpoint, you know, your employees are taken care of and really kind of finding the right work-life balance as well. And mm-hmm. to your earlier point, you're absolutely right. Now we have a much more nimble workforce, you know, on a national and global basis that you might have a very talented person that's, let's just say in Chicago, and you think they're perfect for your organization, now you have the technology to have them a huge part of your team to mm-hmm. really execute. So really, we didn't have that before. You know, Before it was like you had to be at the office and that's changed to really look, okay, who's the best people? Who are going to perform in terms of the tasks that have to? And what resources do they need? And corporations are being definitely wide-eyed about it to really come up with good solutions because it's definitely not going to go back the way we were. I guess looking at, you know, other things in the world of technology, you know, we've kind of looked at how the world's changed a lot. Um, but at the same time, technology is making our lives better, right? It's improving, you know, it's making things better for people with disabilities. It's making us more productive. 
Um, I guess in the world of technology and what you kind of have your finger on the pulse, Jim, what are you most excited about right now? Like what things really get you up in the morning? Yeah, I think the probably the biggest thing that came out of researching for the book was that how technology are helping people today. Mm-hmm. So when I was researching the book, I had an aha moment to say, you know what, this is a perfect time to start a charity. So I started the charity. It's called Beacon of Hope 365. And the mission is to really leverage technology to help people with disabilities. So we started working with a UK firm. It's called Open Bionics. I have built the first bionic 3D hand that I have to tell you, Jeremy, it's amazing how it's transforming the lives of limb challenged people. Wow. You know, 2 million people suffer in the US a limb challenge or limb difference. And now they, you know, it looks like it's from Iron Man. They have a fully functioning hand that they can play sports with and brush their teeth. So it's one of the great things in terms of this journey of the book coming out of and, and finding this charity. And, you know, we've helped a lot of people in the span of a year. And it, it's just to see technology making a difference for people probably is the most you know, profound thing for me that's come out of the book. And the book, I'm basically putting all the proceeds for the first three months because I want to continue to spread the word. That's really cool, Jim. I think I have to connect you with like previous guest, uh, Staff Sergeant Travis Mills. He's a triple amputee who stepped on an IED in Afghanistan. So he's been really kind of pushing to help other people in a similar situation. I think to me, to be able to give people that ability to kind of live some life back again is it's pretty incredible. And the medical advances in that area we've had is incredible too, because just to, I can't wrap my head around like, you know, how do we make those, you know, fingers move? Like, we're like, is it done by thought? Is it done by nerve control? Like, how are those things done? It's just pretty incredible. The advances we've had in that area. Absolutely. I was kind of like when I was doing the research in terms of, you know, looking at the technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we helped a great kid. His name is Colm. He's in the UK. And, you know, he went on a journey where his dad was a salesman and he was constantly going into different schools. Everybody said like, what happened? And, you know, it got tired after a while. And then, you know, originally you would have a false prosthetic whereby, you know, it looked okay, but it really wasn't much functional. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know, like I said, they have an Iron Man version or a Star Wars version. Actually, you know, Mark Hamill also did a video for the company that there's a Luke Skywalker version. Oh, cool. And it's really empowering kids because it went from like, hey, what happened to that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So it's, it's really uplifting. This technology is uplifting the spirits of people that are receiving them, which is awesome. Absolutely. Well, Jim, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, my friend. For people that want to find out more about you and they want to go grab the book, where's going to be the best place for our listeners to go? Yeah, absolutely. It's www.techtrends247.com. It'd be the best place. Very cool. James P. Quinn, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, my friend. All right, Jerry. Great seeing you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely.